Welcome to Business and Investing with Grant and Charlie, where we are here enhancing your complete set of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Before we kick it off, Charlie, do you know what Bane is? Uh, like The Dark Knight Returns? Like, I love that movie. See, it's fantastic. But there is a second Bane. It stands for Business and Investing Newsletter. Head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter. Put in your details and we will tell you every single time we drop one of these episodes. Do you like that little curveball? I was like, where is he going with this? This is my marketing coming in. This is all the things you have taught me around marketing. Just there. That was it. That was the summary. Wait, so if you can't sell them, confuse them. Did I, is that what I taught you? Like, no, okay. people, will walk, people will walk away going bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Before I screw this up, let's cue the disclaimer. It's Charlie here from Business and Investing, and I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Business and Investing team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you personal or specific financial advice. We strongly encourage you seek out and use professionals when you are making investment decisions or comparing investment products. Ah, Grant, it's a special time of year. It's a bit warmer in Australia. The festivities in the year. It's award season. It's the time where, yeah, absolutely. And being we are the most trusted voices in both business and investing, I think it's only fair fair that we get to set what are the best resources um, of the year. I think it's really important. Do do we just say us and be done with it and like it's a two-minute episode? Well, I was going to say that we can't put ourselves into this category because that would be just uh, narcissistic. <laughs> what if Too I much put ego? Charlie? What if I put Charlie for and I and then you put Grant for and I? It's like we're not promoting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not at all. So let's let's set some context here. We thought it'd be uh, really helpful to do best resources of the year for both business and investing. So we're going to break this into two episodes. This episode today is going to be the best investing resources of the year. Now, for it to count. It's the resources we have used this year and we think are the best ones of this year. It does not mean it was created this year or published this year um, and is not our overall favourite resources either. There's some very notable like all-time favourites. But I will say there's been some great releases this year that are very worth people spending their time on and digging into. So huge, huge one. One thing I'll also say is this has to be our most uh, requested question. Like I get this question all the time. It's like, what do you? I, I'm getting into investing in business. What books, podcasts, YouTube channels would you guys recommend? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because then you can get like the the more seasoned people. It's like, what are you doing like right now? Like, what's the problem you're solving and the resource you're doing <laughs> to solve that thing? Um, but to your point, like it's been an, an amazing year, which has actually had some ups and downs and some left turns and right turns, which is like, how do I play this situation? So I've actually found these resources extremely beneficial for the market that we've had over the last 12 months. So how did you approach actually picking resources before we get into this? Because I did it terribly. Like I was literally on Amazon and YouTube, like looking at like rankings and I was like, okay, well, these are the highest ranked ones, you know, and like almost giving the vote away to the YouTube algorithm. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it like this. This is a terrible idea. I didn't agree with YouTube either. I was like, I want the resources to be the ones that had the biggest impact on me. And I think also I did put a little flavor into the idea of what I think will help our community as well. 
I, I wish I could say that like I just went to like my Google Chrome search bar and clicked the link and it was just like the top three resources that I always go to. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but it wasn't, although it was very close. So I did it in two parts. Uh, the first one is what thing have I learned from somebody that I just wouldn't shut up about, that I just repeated to everybody, like literally just stood on my soapbox. And I'm like, ah, now I've got this new piece of information. Like let's tell everybody. That was the first part. And the second way was what were the things that I kept coming back to or the people that I kept coming back to where I'm like, oh, I wonder what someone else's interpretation of what I'm seeing is. And so I'm like, well, who were those people that I just couldn't miss every single week where I just kept going back, going back, going back. And I said, so if anyone sat in those two camps, they were a contender for the 2022. You know, like if you go for a walk and you check your podcast app, it's like there's certain people if they bring out a podcast, you're like, well, this is what I'm listening to. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter what else I'd, came out. I'd yeah. stop something else and I'd play that one. It's just like, ah, yes, woohoo. Or I'd just go for an extra long walk just to make sure I finish it. Just like That'd I do good with sign. business investing, Charlie. Well, guess what? It's your turn to kick this off. What's your first award you're going to give away this year? You get three to give out. So what's the first? All right. So in no particular order, because I think that they're all even firsts, uh, there's a gentleman that we've spoken about before, Charlie. His name is Gary Davis, and he's from a YouTube channel, which is called Specialist Share Education. Uh, interestingly enough, he actually does – he's got a share investing program, um, which I think you were part of in a previous life, right? Like you went through it. Yeah, I was mentored by Gary and did his program. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot and I learned a lot. I think he's a, a very rare talent. He's like one of those people, um, you know, like that uh, documentary on YouTube where it's like Hero Sushi, the dude that's yes. like dedicated his life to sushi. Gary that. is that in the share market. Like he's, you can tell it's his thing. Like he loves it. Dude, he, I, he records these things on like a Saturday and a Sunday, like and just clockwork. I think the one that he skipped was his birthday and so much so he felt bad that he recorded on like the Friday <laughs> and I'm like, he's just dedicated to the cause. I think it's fantastic. Uh, you got, you got so, to give the context yeah. there. So Gary does okay. a weekly um, video that he publishes on YouTube, which is like a market update of global markets and world markets. And I would, I even will come in on this one. If this was a different year when I first uh, got into Gary's stuff, it would have been an award of mine, but I shared it with you this year and I'm thrilled it's made the list. It definitely has. Uh, so to riff on top of that point, so yeah, so his YouTube channel, he talks, he really deeply analyzes the US markets, Australian market. But the thing that I gravitated towards the most is I'm very heavy to obviously business and property and tech in business. But what he covers is a breadth of industries, whether it's health, tech, resources, and he shares his opinions and interpretation on top of it, which is fascinating for someone like myself stepping into like macroeconomics, especially like what we've been seeing. I'm like, what is a bond, Charlie? How does that influence interest rates? What is the, the bond rate? What is the 10-year rate? All of these things that I'm like, I don't really, I kind of understand them, but I don't know what impact they could have. So it's been really insightful to see how he has interpreted it, which has kind of filled in a gap that I haven't had or an interpretation that I had, which might've been wrong, where I'm like, oh, wow, that's how someone else is thinking about the same situation. And so that was been one of the biggest things for me is just someone who has got a deeper knowledge in an area that I would like good knowledge just to see him interpret a very volatile situation throughout the world. So that was like one yeah. of the biggest lessons I learned. So I think we can both agree that Gary is an absolute talent, but I'll use an analogy here that I think can be helpful because, again, I think he's just such a rock star. Um, in business, right, when you look at your P&L, 
it's really easy to see that like the actions you take in business where they show up in your financials when you develop a habit of it. Right? So yep. when you're looking at your business, you go, well, this is what I did this month and then this is the result. And you start to connect the dots between activities and finances. Yep. What I found was really interesting is like I would watch one of Gary's videos and he would be like, okay, well, the Fed is putting up interest rates. And then what I would notice is like well, when that happens, how does it uh, filter through to Australia? How does it alter the business environment? And it became really interesting that it's almost like the dots start to connect with like when something trains at the macro, how does this actually flow through to me as a business owner or with my investing totally. decisions on this one here? So I think it's a really powerful skill to acquire. And I, I would have to say it's been very um, noticeable, the impact on even your thinking. Some of the conversations we've had and moves you've made this year, I suspect have even come from some of Gary's like <laughs> ideas and wisdom. Totally. Um, I completely agree. One of the things that I found fascinating that sort of changed my view was he's he dove deep into how he plays volatile markets. Like, And the interesting thing was that I took away was around how he plays risk mitigation, right? Where if he's in a position, he always has a way to get out. He's always mitigating his risk. And for me, I'm just like, that. that's exactly where I personally need to be and where I probably recommend most people be from a property perspective is risk off. Like, why do I need to risk it in any investment that I've got? Um, but it also opened my eyes up to a different different industry. I'm like, oh, you can do this in shares. You can do this in other areas. And I'm just like, this guy's been doing it for a very long time and he, even he doesn't know where the market's going, but he will still play the game to win whilst mitigating his risk. And I'm like, thanks for the validation, Gary. <laughs> I appreciate Take this note, Watch as a Gary video. Mitigate risk. Good lesson. Good lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like it was just like, oh. But it was, yeah, there's so much I could unpack on this as to sort of the, the nuances that I've taken away from him. But I, I just reckon it's fantastic. Before I'll, I continue. I'll That's a worthy award. Great award to give out. Definitely up there. What about you, Charlie? What's your first one? What's first cab off the rank? I'll tell you what, you've done a YouTube channel, so I'll do a YouTube channel. Um, I'm actually okay. going to give my YouTube award to um, Jacob Field and Ripe House. Um, Dude, great, great choice. Yeah, so a channel I only found this year, and I'll go into the specifics. Jacob uh, has a buyer's agency, and I'm going to say probably also a software platform, it appears he's got as well. And he his YouTube channel is very focused on property. And what I think he does an excellent job of is data analysis. So he mm. will pick a suburb or a region and then he will go through a process which he's got a lot of data to go through and, and talk and give it a score. So, for example, he might pick, I don't know, Rose Bay and then he might pick Perth. And he'll go through the same process of it and give it different scores and this might be population growth, it might be government spending, might be infrastructure projects, and then at the end he'll come through and like, all right, this is what I give it out of 10, for example. And I don't think he actually scores it out of 10, but you get the idea. Now, yeah. why I've actually found this so helpful is as a property investor, one of the things I've had a really hard time of is how do you actually compare locations or think yeah. about comparing locations? Like what's actually important? Like is, I don't know, the affluence or incomes of the area important? population growth, like there's all these layers that while I can conceptually understand them, I didn't know how to weight them, right? I really didn't know how to go, okay, well, this is something he's viewing and considering more weighted or more important in factoring to make an investment decision versus something else. Now, being I'm so um, 
heavy in property, like most of my wealth is in property, one of the things I wanted to develop this year was the ability to actually look at the uh, locations we have property because we're planning on holding them for a long time and actually be able to evaluate and compare my own assets. We'll go, this is how this location's worked out versus this one. Maybe we should buy another one in this location or maybe we should get rid of one in this location because maybe something's changed. And for example, government might've opened up a heap of land or changed zoning and all of a sudden there's a flood of supply in that market and that investment may not do well. Where to this point, I think I uh, had very much a like buy it, hold it and just like hope. Yeah, it doesn't matter where it is, just grab it. I concur. So Jacob's videos are awesome. And it, I'm actually going to say, I love the fact that when you and I talk about his videos, it is more about the interpretation of a township or a suburb than the, oh my gosh, he looked at Perth, so Perth's a great investment, which like, it's almost like a lot of people that look at his videos are trying to find like the next available spot to invest in. And it's like, when we watch it, it's like, oh my gosh, he was like looking at this different piece of data. Maybe we should go and look at this piece of data across our properties where it's the outcome that we get from my opinion is different to most people who would watch that video. So it goes to show sort of as you consume this type of content, like depending on where you are at in your investment journey or like your maturity level of investment, the things that you take away would be fundamentally different. Like if I rewound two years ago and watched his videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, in this example, Perth is a great spot to invest in. Let's go Perth. Where now it's, I could watch the same video and take completely different things away from it. Yeah. Now I will preface a few things here because I think it's important. I don't agree with everything he says and we have to keep in mind that he does have a buyer's agent service. Um, so he is a little bit Bias. He's not as independent. Where, like your example of Gary, um, while he does sell like education services, it's like he's not necessarily compensated in the same way. So a lot of the conversations are going to be biased to his views. But I will say I do really appreciate when someone has an actual opinion and sticks to it. So yeah. Jacob's got a methodology and a viewpoint. And when you uh, watch his stuff, again, it's like. He's not sugarcoating it. He'll tell you if he's like, I don't like this or I do like this. And I really appreciate mm. that because I think a lot of the property content out there is like, I don't know, they just intentionally sit on the fence. And when I see that, it's because I'm like, ah, you don't have confidence in what's what's going to happen. You're just like, <laughs> oh, no, I like capital cities. And they're, oh, yeah, but regionals are okay too because it's like, you, yeah. well, where do you land? So I really totally. appreciate that in his channel that- as well. And that was where I was coming from before where I was like, when you're a sponge, like just starting out, like you just absorb things as kind of like fact, just like, oh, that's how it is. But then over time, to your point, it's like, well, there are things that he says that I just disagree with and that's fine. Everyone can interpret things completely different ways. There's no black and white, but it is more going through that journey and just being aware of, oh, this I agree with, this is not what I agree with based on your own sort of investment philosophies. Good award. I like that one. Yeah, if someone's planning on getting into property or wants to become further educated, I just think watching those, particularly the suburb review ones and some of his uh, more macro how property works stuff, brilliant, gets the award. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next one there, Grant. So award number two. I'm going to change gears. I did a YouTube channel. I'm going to do a podcast, Charlie. Why not? And it's not ours. Surprise, surprise. So there is a guy... Uh, what, what would we name? have to do to get our own award, right? Like what? how far would we have to take this where we felt comfortable to give ourselves an award? You know, okay, I, I'll tell you, I've got this strategy. So the, we've got a Google Doc. 
I go onto the Google Doc and I put in an episode called <laughs> Business and Investing Award episode and we record an episode where we just talk about how good we are, the whole episode. And that's how we win the award. This, <laughs> I feel like people would listen to that. I'll tell you what, not. I'll give us an award when I see other podcasts and YouTube channels giving <laughs> us one, right? So when they declare it and we can go, well, if everyone else did it, well, then it must be true. <laughs> well, now they're going to have to do the awards episodes. So my second one is an amazing human being. His name is Stuart Weems. Um, he's actually written a book called Investopoly and has a podcast called Investopoly as well. Um, and he is, I think he's the founder of a company called Pro Solutions, if, I'm, if I've got that correct, um, which is like, I think the financial planners. He's a financial but, planner, yes. Awesome. Look at this. I do know some things. This is awesome. Uh, the thing that I love as to why he's landed on the list outside of what I've learned is the, the research that he puts into like a 15, 20-minute podcast that comes out once a week to evaluate whether it's, I don't know, the most recent one that I thoroughly enjoyed was like the – the rising prices of property and its impact to government at a federal, state, and local level. And I'm just like, <laughs> like what percent of revenue is it? His effort to produce the content is, I think it's up there with some of the best, especially in Australia. It's obviously Australian, so it's completely Australian heavy. So that is like the, the why did he even land on here? It's just I just give credit where credit is due. Someone who can take such complex concepts and a lot of data and simplify it down Mm-mm-mm. lands on my list. He, so he does a solo podcast. It's just him talking to the mic. And most episodes yep. go for like, let's say 15 to 20 minutes. I would suspect he does like two to three hours of research just to make that it. one piece. They're Easy. really good some, and insightful. Some of them I reckon it would have taken him five hours. Um, but some of the things like uh, when I was looking back at this going, well, what did I change? What did I interpret? There are a couple of things. Uh, the first one was he covered topics that I would never have thought of thinking about. So to use that government one as an example, I knew that property like uh, land tax and stamp duties are revenue for the government, but I never knew what percentage of revenue it was. Like it's like 40%. And I'm like, oh, it was like this aha moment. And like one out of four or five of his podcasts is an aha moment for me. Of <laughs> me just going, ah, oh, that makes sense. Ah, that's yeah. why property's rigged. I guess it's if totally. property was my biggest income source, maybe I'd have a vested interest in making sure government policy was aligned. I mean, not a conspiracy theory at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, totally. Um so that was one of the things, like I liked the aha moments. It's like every time you read a book, if you take one or two things away from it, it was a good book. And I've just found that consistently with the Investopoly podcast, whether it was one in five, one in 10, just regularly consuming 20 minutes a week, there was one thing in a month that I was taking away that I'm like, I didn't think about that before or I hadn't realized that was the change. And those aha moments, I just were consistent, of too consistent for me not to mention it. Um, but the second one that I love is I'm a mental model type of guy. I like to think about how things are structured and he runs scenarios. Like he takes five scenarios and compares them together and plays them out over historical data. And so one personal thing of what I do in my investing is I have a Google sheet that's got all of our properties and I just run scenarios across them. And so the scenarios that he's talking about of factoring in um, like price increases, interest rate increases, tax changes – I go and apply it to my scenarios because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So I go and pick up my spreadsheet, go and implement like little tweaks and changes to run similar scenarios based on what I'm seeing just from the stuff he's covering. And I'm like, that's for me. 
that was a huge takeaway. Another one, not biased to property alone. Um, I quite enjoyed. Yep. Yeah, like he has a more balanced view. Clearly he likes property, I will say, but often his episodes are about shares as well, which I'm starting to sense a trend change here, Grant. This is two in a row about shares. Change yeah, in the water, maybe. Maybe he's running away from property. Potentially, Charlie. Um, but all all in all, I, I found I found it pretty good. And then just some reminders, like we do our sort of yearly review episodes and we've talked about like quarter reviews and like best resources and stuff. I found that a lot of the times when he records a podcast, it's like this reminder, oh, I've got to go do a refinance. Oh, I've got to go and build an investment plan. Oh, have I have I updated this thing? And I'm like, ah, yeah, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> so it's like being this little beacon of like, hey, here are some things to think about. Was, a worthy award again. I like it. What about you? What's your second one? I'm actually going to go a book now. Ooh. Yeah, so there's a lot of good podcasts out there. There really is, but I didn't actually put a podcast on my list this year. And reason for it is that I felt, well, other things were more deserving in all honesty. Now, <laughs> I read a book by Garrett Gunderson called Disrupting Sacred Cows. Now, the first thing I'll say is I don't love that title. <laughs> especially, for, especially for what's in the book. <laughs> because his, his book before it was like slaying the sacred cow, right? Like this is like the next one. Yeah, um, so this is a, I'll call it, a, it's a follow-on book, but you do not need to read the previous one to have any understandable context. It's. I think he maybe did this naming convention just so people would see the relatability. Connection. But it, yep. Yeah, but it wouldn't be needed at all. Now, why I love this book and why it comes into the investing one is Garrett uh, previously owned a company called Wealth Factory. I believe he sold it since. And his specialty was helping business owners create wealth in the States. Um, He was or may still be a financial planner as well. I'll I'll set out as well. But this book, the way he uh, thinks about finance is very, very different than I have come across in other realms. And it was honestly truly impactful on me. And I'll talk about the main thing that I um, got from his book is he looks at the idea of that most people when it comes to creating like we'll call it like in, investing thesis and things. It's just all about the asset. They just talk about property or shares, for example, here, where his view and what he really outlines in this book is that it's not about the investments, it's about the investor. And I just thought that was such an interesting insight. And the idea being, and I'll give you the example, if you're obsessed with real estate, not naming anyone, and it's like on the weekends you're – researching real estate and you read books on real estate and you're in that, the likelihood of you being successful in investing in real estate in that example is much higher because you're interested in it, you understand how it works, you're more prepared to face challenges, you will understand things and know things that will give you a significant edge over people that don't do that. Where if you just focus on where the best return is and maybe you end up in wine, let's say, but you know nothing about wine or collectibles and things like that, you just see that the returns overall being great there. You won't ever have the depth of knowledge or interest to actually create those types of returns. So again, I'm not saying this is necessarily a good uh, opinion and definitely not financial advice, but his whole thesis is that just like in business, you're going to have types of businesses that you're more suited to, you're biased mm. towards. Like I've had a lot of success with like, for example, uh, we'll call it, let's just go with digital services, digital recurring services, where if you put me into running a restaurant, the chances of me succeeding there is going to be low. 
And the book really aims around working on what your investor DNA is, where you're best suited to meet those returns, how to approach and think about investing in a bit of a different way. And he's quite anti-diversification, I will say. He's like, when you diversify, and again, this is the part where I'm like, maybe, you know, this is the one that makes me uncomfortable because I think some people should diversify. But um, the idea being is diversification spreads you too thin. It's like it's like owning five or six different businesses that do different things. How could you possibly be good at any of them? Yeah. I, I, I kind of sit on the fence with you on that one, like just to pick that, to pull on that thread for a second. Uh, because in business, you're right, like jumping from a digital services business to a restaurant in that example is <laughs> like the chalk and cheese. It's like when I had a services business and tried to get into software as a service, like I just unlearned everything that I'd learned and just started from scratch again. So I, I get it, but the diversification is like, hey, I've done the thing. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Garrett's content as well from a from an entertainment perspective. I think that he tells stories really well and he simplifies complex concepts. Uh, one of the challenges I've found is like trying to translate US to Australia, <laughs> like on some of his deeper things. So I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get it. Um, I get what a 401k is compared to a superannuation now. <laughs> Just so. Um, but overall, his content, easy to consume. He says complex concepts in a very story form uh, whilst adding some humor to it. Like I, I concur, although I haven't read the book, I do like Garrett as an individual and as a like an educator. Yeah, I will say his YouTube channel is fantastic. I quite enjoyed that as well. To your point, though, definitely US focused. That's one of the things where I would say maybe twenty to thirty percent of his content just doesn't apply because of the differences really? in there. But I think the book is a winner for me, so I'm going to give that my second award. I have found, I have found some of the education that I've received from people in the US, once I've grasped the concepts of like what applies in the US versus Australia, like did you know that the US has an interest rate for the entire life of a home loan? <gasps> I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, they do 30, how do I get, rate, 30 year fixed rates. 30 year fixed rates. I'm like, how do I get that in Australia? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Once I understood sort of these nuances, the education from the US became so much more applicable. Like I could pick out what was applicable versus leaving behind the things of like, well, that just doesn't work here. That doesn't apply. And so I've found US resources even more powerful as I've gone on because I, I can pick it out and sort of find out what's relevant or not. But good choice. Right. I like that one. Third award, Grant. Lucky last. All right. What do you got for me? <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's my boy. This guy's, I like him. I even, even talked to him on Facebook about this. A gentleman called George Antone. We have spoken about his book, The Debt Millionaire, before. Uh, he came out with a course and like a was like a little educational portal, which was around his new book that he's released. Um, I found the course to have better analogies than some of the books in order to interpret it more or articulate, I should say, more complex concepts. And so um, if you don't know George Antone, he's like an educator. He's hit financial freedom, um, but he's worked with some of the biggest names in the industry. Um, and his books have changed my life completely. And so anything he is, releases, I'll just is grab Is Debt Millionaire, his book, your number one resource of all time <sighs> in investing? You know, now it's probably my most recommended because I think it articulates some key foundational concepts that people need to understand before they pull the trigger on anything. I, I just... 
It has to be. Like it's like you can't build a house without a concrete foundation. Like, Same for me. It's my, if we were doing all-time awards, I, I would have to give that number one. Most impactful, most useful, and I think it's uh, a great place for people to start as well. But anyway, back to your award. So his course yeah. gets your 2022 award. It definitely does. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons why. So as you know, I thoroughly enjoy people running through scenarios, as I was saying with Stuart Weems. Uh, George Antone in this course actually gets you to print off a whole heap of documents and runs through five different scenarios. Uh, I think maybe six different scenarios around like investing in an asset. It doesn't matter if it shares property or otherwise. Obviously, he leans a bit more towards property as well um, of bigger deposits, smaller deposits, more debt, less debt, uh, higher interest rates, lower interest rates, higher inflation, lower inflation. And when you walk through those scenarios and like fill out the documents and you get to the end and you're looking at these scenarios and one is wildly higher than all of the others and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It just You just sit back and you go, everything that I've read and people have said makes sense now that I have run that scenario myself. <laughs> I have done the maths. I've seen it all compared it to a whole heap of different situations. This now makes logical sense. And so that, that was one of those revalidating facts of something that I felt like I knew, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, have I done the maths to validate this before? Um, and so I credit that because you don't get that in a book. You don't get that in just like watching something on YouTube. That is a download something, do the course, run through it. And so that was like a huge lesson for me. And I'll give you the summary. It's basically the debt is the power, which is what it's called, debt millionaire, right? Um, it was just this huge eye-opener. And I'm just like, wow, I knew it, but now I can tell the story. I can run through the scenarios. This is fantastic. Um, and then the second big lesson for me was there was another scenario around what he calls the break-even uh, calculation where most people are like, oh, well, I just need to like beat inflation. And he's like, no, what about after sales tax? What about after income tax on cash flow? What about all of these things? And he's actually got this really good formula for people to calculate and go, well, really? Are you actually up? <laughs> And so uh, just some formulas and calculations that weren't in his previous books I thought were fantastic. So he's definitely is probably one of the highest for me for the year of revalidating some concepts, but also there's some stories that he's put in there and some analogies. I was just like, love it. He's a great teacher. He's one of those people that can take complex things and put them into stories and analogies that are very digestible, like really digestible for people. And, like, that's a rarity. There's just not that many people that are truly good at it. And to give George just another little prop is, like, some of the concepts in the course are from the book Debt Millionaire, but then he came up with different analogies and different examples to re-articulate it, which were great for reinforcement, I will say. I thought it was a, totally. a very worthy um, course, and the particularly that amplifier, um, but not, oh, to, I, not to spoil it. Go buy it if you're uh, interested. Yeah, I've seen he tried not to give it all away because I'm like, I just, uh, but there was so many things in a very short packed course that I was just like, oh my gosh, this this is great. So yeah, he's up there for me, Charlie. All right, drum roll. Your last one. I don't know how comfortable I feel sharing this one because this is like, we are in a very fortunate about position, Grant. Very you're fortunate position. Me. No. <laughs> this is me. Oh. <laughs> we get to work with a lot of people that are doing big things in the investing space in Australia. Now, um, we work with someone uh, and manage a show called Elephant in the Room and uh, Veronica, who is the host of it, which big yeah. fan of. Um, we're actually editing her course. 
So one of the benefits of that is I've got to preview the course and go through it, um, which has been really, really helpful. So my award I'm going to give, and why I, I feel shitty about saying this one is no one can buy it yet. It's not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh. Inside lane? <laughs> now the course itself is called the Buyer's Agent Mentoring Program or BAMP. Yep. And what it's actually designed to do is if someone's a buyer's agent and they're out there buying property for people, it's actually like a program to skill them up so they can be better at, uh, let's say, finding property, understanding property, working with agents, um, a whole bunch of stuff that makes someone a better buyer's agent in general. Now, I have no intentional plans of becoming a buyer's agent, but when I went through the course, what was really interesting is looking at how buyer's agents actually the perspective, the lens. Did you did you walk through the due diligence one that Veronica Morgan put together? Oh, I have gone life. through. Uh, well, I think we're up to <laughs> quite a substantial part of it now. But I, when we look at the due diligence on what it goes into buying a property, I realise why I pay a buyer's agent. And <laughs> why? Yes. Yeah, there was so much I actually didn't know that goes into buying a property well and it just really reinforced for me like we use professionals here. Like there's no way I would have checked things at that level. Um, The other one was there were some really unique things again and this is probably a common thing you'll hear from me. I've consumed a lot of property content in the last three years. I mean a lot. And my finding is, is that a lot of it starts to become the same. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily bad information. It's probably the quality stuff that gets repeated or re-articulated in a lot of ways where when something new comes in that I can gain a lot of value in, I really value that. And to the point, if someone was looking to become even stronger in property, this is a course that would enable you to work better with a buyer's agent because you now understand what they're doing, what their role is, how you can hold them accountable in a different way. And I just think that's a really powerful thing that I'll be taking on board. And then the second thing is Veronica has a very strong view that uh, local area experts are a superior type of buyer's agent, which each to their own. I'm not going to agree or disagree with that opinion, but she made some fantastic points about people or buyer's agents who know the ins and outs of an area and an advantage they can have in certain markets. And I found that really impactful in my investing decisions as well. Totally. I am. So I concur. I, I think Veronica, she was like the host of like location, location, location or something like that. Absolutely. Well. Like her, her presence and her ability again to articulate a complex point, which is a theme through a lot of what I look at is if someone can tell a story and articulate com- complex concepts in an easy to digest manner, it is a win because I can recommend that to anybody where if someone's like so deep, it's like very challenging for me. Um, but I, I love what you said there around people using this as a way to evaluate buyers agents or even understand more of their property. Like when I went through parts of the course for myself, I was like, oh, wow, I haven't thought about looking at this part of a property before when I buy it. Like, can I renovate this part of a property? Can I not renovate this part of a property? Is the land too big? Is the land too small? What other due diligence do I need to do on main roads, small roads, et cetera? Which Heritage was different- things. Lane, exactly. road flows and traffic flows in school zones. I was like, it, right. <laughs> and, and But then also looking at some of the data that she's picked out to put on top of it, I was like, huh, <laughs> I, I get this, which is a lens that is very different to what we were just walking through with like Jacob, right, where Jacob like looks at 
like the township, like Veronica talks about that, but then goes into the actual individual property. It's like, well, this is what I care about. And I'm like, yeah, that that's great. But it's so simple that most people would one relate to it, but two understand it where they could build their own little checklist and walk through and go, oh, I'm, I'm looking at these things when I'm talking to a buyer's agent. Um, no, so I'll give it equivalence. Well, I'll give it equivalence here. If you're a business owner and you rely on digital marketing, and even if you're not going to, uh, let's say, run ads yourself, you have no intention of doing Facebook ads, you understanding Facebook ads to a degree helps you hire the people you would want to use or manage them. So it's the equivalence in the investing world is what I would say I got out of it. So third award, absolutely. And Veronica is, I don't know if she'll be offended if she ever hears this, but she's like one of the OGs. She's been doing this a long time. So like her wealth of experience is immense here as well, which really shows. Yeah, it's not, uh, I, I concur with that. And I don't think she'll take offense to being an OG. Like she's just seen, I think she, she says like she's seen like three or four like market cycles and things like that where she's actually been in the market, working with the market, buying properties from people in the market, which is just a history and, and a visibility that most people might not have seen. And so it's like, oh, this is exactly how it works. I, don't, I, I concur. I support it. I like that sixth right. one. Well, there I it is. What people that's, think. That's the list. All right. So anyone who's listening to this, I want to know what your list is. For the year of 2022, what were, what were the top resources that you either just kept coming back to that changed your way of thinking that maybe presented a concept or a scenario that was far different to whatever you thought previously? Like comment them below, throw them in the Facebook group, throw them anywhere. I don't know, just email Charlie, just send them through. I want to understand because – by sharing this to everybody, we can consume new pieces of resources or new education that we haven't had access to before. So, and that's what the community is all about. Wrap it up. Right, let's wrap this one up. Booyah. Just want to say thank you very much to you, Charlie, for joining us. And for everyone who's listening, don't forget Bain. Bain. B-A-I-N. Businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter. Most important thing for you to be on. Just want to say thank you and catch you on the next episode. Cheers.